Hey everybody, direct from the Curtain Park Studios, I'm Carly Beaumont, here with Nicole, and this is Talking Shondaland. Our discussion this week will be about Season 6, Episode 5 of Station, and Season 19, Episode 5 of Grey's Anatomy. Let's do this. Hey Nicole. Hey. Hi, how are ya? I'm a little sleepy, but I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm a little sleepy too. Twinsies. <laughs> I know I'm so tired. Today has been a very long Sunday. It's just been a really long week. I haven't stopped in, I don't know, since last Sunday. I haven't stopped moving. Oh no. <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah, it's been quite the week. It's been a long, like a long week. I feel you on the tired and sleepy. Yep. <laughs> but but we have a lot to talk about in this very emotional week with these damn shows, Nicole. Before we get to that, however, I want to say hi to Marseille. Hi, Marseille. Um, Marseille uh, contacted us on Instagram and she wrote, she said, haha, just wanted to share with you. I don't usually comment, but here I am. Last days of vacation, strolling through Rome, looking at the Colosseum and other important historical landmarks and laughing my ass off with you too. Thank you for this unforgettable experience. Amazing last episode of the podcast. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so nice. Thank you, Marseille. That's so sweet. That made my night. Right. I'm like, oh, my God, thanks. Thanks for taking us to Rome with you. It's so I cool know. that, you know, you're listening to us on vacation and all that. That's like super cool. So glad to be part of that experience. Right. <laughs> but then guess this, get this, Nicole. Okay, she was what? like, oh, Rome isn't the only place that I've taken you guys to. You've been with me to Barcelona, Naples, Venice, a little bit of Florence and Berlin. She says, one of my favorite podcasts for train rides and strolling in this amazing cities. <sighs> Nicole, it warms my heart. Aw. I know. That's awesome. So thank you, Marcy. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I hope you're being safe out there on your vacation if you're still out there. And thank you for bringing us to Europe. Now, Nicole, we can say we've been through all these places. It counts. Oh, my God. Okay, see, I have one of those maps that you put the pins in on places that you've been. I haven't been there personally, but I've been there in spirit. So I'm going to count that. Yeah. You have six places to just check off your list. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Yeah. Thank you to Marcy. Thank you so <laughs> much. Um, that was actually really, really sweet. And it just, it just, I don't know, it just like warms my heart that not only that people are, are like actually listening to us, but like that they're enjoying us in other places Yeah, in the world. I don't know. It's just, it sounds strange and really cool. And I'm just very grateful so thank you so much i think it's so funny i was like you and me say it all the time it's like we've been doing this for how long and we're like still surprised like oh my god people actually listen <laughs> right <laughs> all the time every time mm -hmm. i actually prefer to not know that people listen because it just makes what i do a lot easier but that's just my own insecurities i love <laughs> that people are listening and that all the hard work that we put into this because i know it sounds like we're just sitting around chit-chatting and then we just upload it but it, no it's it's a lot of work. So I'm glad that like, you know, people are appreciating it and, and enjoying it and, mm -hmm. and laughing and, we make and them crying laugh. and being yeah. mad with us. Yeah. I love it's it. Nice. I love it. Thank you. So thank you to everyone around the world who's listening to us in all sorts of different places. And Marseille, you're the best. Thanks. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like that put us in a real good mood for us to get into Station 19. Okay. Okay, fine, Gibson. Well, if you think that we got it wrong, then come back you know, and help us get it back to what it used to be. Because I'm not going to do it. Hey, that's manipulative. Nope. That's the truth. 
because I, well, I was trained as a doctor, and so was Karina. With you gone, we reverted to what we know. You were the one with the lived experience of growing up on the streets and fearing the medical establishment. If you think that we've gotten away from your vision, then come back. Station 19, episode 5, Pick Up the Pieces, which aired on November 3rd, 2022. Um, this episode was written by Mello Brown and directed by Jason George. Oh. I know. The crew works against the clock to rescue a group of employees trapped inside of a malfunctioning battery recycling plant. Karina plans on a special surprise in an attempt to reconnect with Maya. Travis gets caught in a crosshairs of a dirty politics. Ooh. ooh. I know. Uh oh. What stood out for you this episode? I guess maybe like the whole Andy and Sullivan, them working together. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It seemed really like at work or just like relating to each other. Yeah, no, like them like kind of working together on the call and like having conversation and, mm-hmm. you know, them talking about dating. I don't know. I thought that was kind of yeah. nice. I really enjoyed that. It's always, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I'm feeling the two of them being friends. I like it. I like, I like it them so as friends. I really like me them too. as friends. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. Remember how like a couple of weeks ago I was like, mm, I don't know. Mm. And I, I'm <laughs> over it and now I'm okay with it. <laughs> that was literally last week. week. Right. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, that's funny that you say that because I liked the um, all the action. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that really stood out for me this episode. Like all the action. Like we had two teams working on, you know, two different emergencies. It happens. It was cool that they happened to kind of be linked in some way. But it was yeah. nice to see them actually at work doing their jobs. Yeah. Um. Watching this episode, all I kept thinking about, wow, it's been a long time since we've seen them do, you know, X. It's been a long time since we've seen them. We should see more of them. You know, I just kept having that feeling. So that really stood out for me. And I liked all the action. It was cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah, this was actually a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know. And it just made me want to see more. (sighs) It made me want the show to kind of balance it a little more and, and still... You know, see, because even at Grey's Anatomy, we see them at work. We're seeing them, you know, yeah. in surgeries and doing all that. And I feel like it's, it's, it just feels like it's been so long since we've seen the station really work. And mm-hmm. and us, we haven't seen them like be heroes, I guess, for like a, a better way of saying it. Like, I just want to see them be the the heroes that they are, the, the ones that we saw a lot of in season one and two. Um, mm-hmm. And we've gotten, we've gotten away from that. But the past two episodes have been like really you know action heavy and i like that so this definitely stood true for me you know carly yeah. i lie i take that back that is a great moment <laughs> that i said but you know what i take it back i know what stands out sorry things are yeah. flooding back to me randomly <laughs> jack finally <laughs> took a it? shower <laughs> oh shit <laughs> oh my god when i saw him i was like nicole's gonna be happy nicole's yes. gonna be happy yes yeah yeah there you go guys i'm happy yeah that's it. You know what? That's it. End of the show. What, yeah, what else can we talk about? That's it. <laughs> I I'm so happy that he did take a shower because he's look he at the beginning of the episode when he when Ben found him in the truck, he was looking rough. He was looking rough. He looked and real smelly episode, all up in there. Yes, he just mm, he didn't. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> at the end of the day, he looked like he took a shower and washed his hair and combed it, which was nice. Took a nap took a nap you know what i mean he's looking uh, better like he's on his way yes um and he told andy that he's gonna talk to ross about possibly getting his job back um which is great because it looks like 
uh, Ben's little, you know, if you don't like the way we're handling things, then you got to come back and, you know, do it the way it's supposed to be done to, with the clinic. And I think that really got to him. So I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling very hopeful about Jack, Nicole, mm-hmm. which is nice. That and like Prue's always asked, like uh, Ben's like Prue's asking where you are and, you know, yeah. all that. So I'm hoping like that'll kind of kick him into gear that he not only needs to do better for himself, but for her too. Yeah. Yeah. Like people need him. He's not, yeah. he's not alone in the world as, as I'm sure he feels like he is, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, oh, Jack. All right. Well, he's on his way. He's on his way. Yep. Um, let's, we're going to talk about everything else, but we're going to talk about it while we uh, read some feedback. So Sounds great. guys, if you have any, any, any feedback, just hit us up on Instagram at yeah. talking Shondaland or leave us a voice note or an email at shondaland.courtandparts.com. If you can do that by Sunday, 9 a.m. Eastern, that would be lovely. Um, because I said, because as I said last week, Nicole and I are trying, are switching our times, our recording times to Sunday at night at like 9 p.m. or something, 8 p.m. So if we can have all of your feedback in the morning, that would be fabulous. Fabulous, I say. Thanks. So our first email is from Andrea Nicole. Hi, Andrea. And Andrea Rice. Hi, Carly Nicole. How are you? Hope this week has been lovely. I took your advice and watched Interview with a Vampire. My, that teenager is the daughter we would all fear out of control and angry. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Oh, my God. I need to watch that. Yeah. I love it. I think it's so well done and so great. What's it on? It's on AMC. AMC Plus. AMC? AMC Plus, AMC. Yeah. But Andrea, you didn't say if you liked it. Did you like it? Did you not like it? I want to hear your thoughts. I don't have to read it on the show, but just I want to know your thoughts. Let me know. Um, anyways, and- Andrea says, next week I'm going to two private screenings of Wakanda Forever. <gasps> Ooh, fun. That sounds great. Let us know how you like it. She says, here are my thoughts for episode 604. I don't think anyone will be seeing Dr. Dan Lewis because the actor seems to be playing everyone's girlfriend's storyline on both Queen Sugar and 911. Really? You watch 911, Nicole? Is she, she's there? She's someone's yeah. girlfriend? Yeah. Who's Her girlfriend? Wife? Can they break she's up? Is wife? fine? Yeah. Oh, someone's wife. I guess. Fine. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> she could come too. guest star. No one's saying to be on the show forever. You can come guest star. You can still be girlfriends or wives on your other shows. Yeah. I just need five minutes of her on the show to know that she's there. That's, That's all it. I need. I'll right. settle for a phone call. <laughs> right? I'll settle for a phone call. I would like to see Tracy Thomas on the show. Yes. Wait, who's her Who's her wife? Who's playing? Who's she playing? Who is she a wife to? Yes. On 911, she's the wife to one of the firefighters. Hen. Still with the firefighting, huh? Yeah. Yeah. See, she got a type two. She got why it works <laughs> yeah yeah um anyways and just says i love fashion shows with gorgeous actors on display andy's mother sure looks young where is her mother living now i forgot i don't know i don't know where her mother's living now but it was nice that we got to see her mom yeah i thought yeah. that was like a super cute like interaction between the both of them i liked it it was and we got to and you know it's showing us that the the i guess reconnection however um, however, they came together at the end of last season with um with Andy's storyline uh, being assaulted, mm-hmm. um, and her mom kind of coming back for support. That has continued, and it looks like their relationship is doing pretty good. If she's if they're like on you know on a Facetime call or whatever, and they're talking about dating and and how Pruitt was all manly and muscly, Ugh, it was weird. 
It was, I was also <laughs> like, mom, come on, nobody wants to hear that. All right. <laughs> but it's cute. Funny. It's it's cute that they're, that they look like they're kind of, you know, they're doing well. Which yeah. Is nice. Yeah. And Andy good. is dating, which is also very nice. I like mm-hmm. that. That she's outside she's in the that firehouse. Good, yes. And she's in that good head space, which is yes. nice that she's outside the firehouse. I love it. But it's, is it confirmed that she totally likes the cute British guy? What's his mm-hmm. face? Eli. So, yep. I told no you. No denying. No denying. I'm telling you, he's there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be working with Travis, but he's really there for Andy's character. He's there yeah. for her. Yep. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh-uh. Anyways. I know. Andrew says, so is Station 19 stealing plot lines from Chicago Fire? Great idea, Vic, but they've been doing Girls on, Fi- Girls on Fire on Chicago Fire for a couple of years already. Ooh. Yeah. I have no clue. I was going to watch all of them, but that was a lot and I didn't have enough time and I just never started. They're still <laughs> sitting in my queue. To me, I'm just like, I I can't watch any more like network shows. It. Yeah, I, I have enough the only ones I watch stuff right to catch up on. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Oh, man. Um, Andrew says, no surprise, both Jack and Maya are even worse than last week. Why is Maya hiding her injury from her wife? Maya's making Karina into a one-note character. Yeah, I don't think it's Maya's fault, but yeah, sure. <laughs> yes. Mm. Nicole, how do you feel about the whole Maya and Karina? Um, I found it kind of interesting when Karina was just like, you need to get help. And she was just like, I kind of felt Maya when she was like, listen, I have my way of dealing with things and the way I process stuff, you have your way. And she was just like, you know, you can't force your way on me. That won't work. Right. And I kind of felt that because everyone has their own way of dealing with certain stuff, whether it's right or wrong. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with the way that they're going. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know if Maya's actually really trying or she's just trying to put a mask on it to cover it up for right now. To me, I think she's she's playing the part to make it appear. She's making it look okay. Right. But yeah. Karina knows it's not okay because it's not. It's not okay yet. Um, We can, you know, she's all like... We, we can still connect and sleep together and do all that stuff, but it doesn't mean that we're that we're okay yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and I don't, yeah, and I don't think that Maya's still ready to like f- like deal with I don't know, like work at it. Yeah, I think she's just like pretending. And that's what it feels like to me. I feel like tell. she's just yeah. pretending right now, just to keep Karina and everyone off her back. Yeah. So I don't feel very confident. Not at all. Um, it was it was great to see Karina still fighting for her love. Like she's still fighting. She's still like Maya was in the guest bedroom. Now I'm hoping that she was just in the guest bedroom to like tie up her ankle or whatever. Not that she's like sleeping and moved in there or something. Yeah, like that. Um, but she's in the guest bedroom and Karina's really she, she's really pull, pulling out all the stops and trying to like bring Maya back to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel for her on that respect, but Maya's not, she's not doing well or she's still not doing well. And yes, she can. I think absolutely do things your own way, but also you have to acknowledge that like doing it your way isn't working in a lot of different 
areas of your life. Yeah. So maybe let's try something else, possibly. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Why? Oh, Maya, Maya, Maya. Um, Angie says, wait, so Vic doesn't know about the meet-cute guy that Andy blocked from helping Travis get elected? Wow. Andy, please find your very own personal life. <laughs> Finally, Eli, learned his name, meets Travis and Vic together at the perfect time to take over the campaign. Phew. Okay, I'm writing this before I have any proof, but I think the mystery girls is Jack's sister. Let's see if I turn out to be correct. Great idea to connect the two emergency stories. I didn't see that coming. Me neither. That was that was really cool. Um, they mm -hmm. were both so intense. So to have one deal with the other, that was really cool. Yeah. And yo, Sully jumping after the dude, that's some heroic shit. That, that was wild. That was like, oh, that shit. That was cool. <laughs> that was cool. But I was like, ooh, that's a certain type of person that's, that I'm glad exists in the world, but that I am not. Yeah. That was awesome. But that's what I mean, Nicole, is like, I want to see more of that. So like, whenever they get into like dumb shit, like Maya's now, you still remember like, oh, but you know, but they're good at their jobs or they're like superheroes yeah. or like whatever it is. Like it's, they actually do do work. So far. Yeah. So, yeah. Far, so far in the past about the stuff that they do. I don't want to just hear them be like, I'm a good firefighter. I want to see it. Yeah. So I'm excited. It, it was really cool to see. And just says, wait, Eli isn't gay? <laughs> Wait, no. Did I miss something? Because I didn't think he was gay. Did they say that he was gay? Or did we no. assume that? I think maybe just the way he was coming on to Travis. Like what? as his campaign manager. I think that's what made people. Oh, really? I didn't think. Well, I didn't think of him. I don't know. Because last week it seemed so evident that him and Andy had like a connection. Yeah. And the thing that I didn't think of him as well, gay or, or even coming on to um Travis at all. Well, when he first came in, I thought maybe he was. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, is he just acting like that to like as a campaign manager to get closer to him? Mm -hmm. I was like, or is he just trying to exploit him? Like, was he sent there by Dixon? Like I was going through all the scenarios. But yeah, then yeah, when yeah. him and Andy were together or whatever, I was just like I don't want him near any of my people. <laughs> I don't trust him. We, don't tr we still don't trust him. But then he showed up with a kid and I kind of went down a little bit. I'm like, all right, he's showing up with a kid. He's he's playing uncle. I'm like, mm. I was like, mm, maybe. That's how they lull you. Yeah, that's how they lull you. Well, Carly, you know I got trust issues. I know. We all have trust issues. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Um, Andrew says, come on, let Ross and Sully work as a couple, please. By the way, I'm truly enjoying Sully and Andy's and Andy as good friends. Please keep them friendly. They're good for each other. I agree. Mm -hmm. Will Beckett ever get fully caught? He keeps evading accountability. I don't at this point, I don't even know what they're doing with the Beckett character. I have no idea. So let's hope he gets, you know, he finally gets caught doing something or held responsible for something. But I don't know. Theo. Looks like he's possibly vying for like captainship, you know what I mean? But he, you know, I like the way he told, um, he said to Ross, he was like, I don't know, but I'm getting kind of itchy and I feel like something's gonna, something bad is gonna happen. Yeah. Cause he's not, he's not the leader that we need. Um, and I'm glad he posed it that way instead of like, he's incompetent, you know what I mean? He's incompetent. Mm -hmm. He don't know his work. 
You know, he yeah. was like, I'm not saying that he's a bad firefighter. I'm saying that he's not a good leader and he's not the leader that we need in this house right now. Yeah. You know, a house full of like big opinions and huge personalities and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and that, I don't know, that that made it feel less like tattletale It made it seem less like, oh, he's just pointing fingers and calling blame to, right. like you said, to either jump into his spot. It's not like, oh, look what he's doing, but look what I can do. Yeah. He was coming with like a genuine, like, yo, this is my team. These are my people. This is my family. You know, I know the experience and making bad calls and what it costs. I don't want to see that happen to any of my people. And the way he's acting right now and the things he's doing, something's going to happen to one of my people. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. Freaking Theo, 100. I mean, Theo, he's like, about no. to be the crush of the season again if he keeps this up. Listen, he, he's already the crush of the season. He's still <laughs> number one. Like, I want to see someone knock him out. Yeah, I dare. Uh, I dare someone to try to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Andrew says, hey, I was right about the sister. I will now join the psychic hotline with Dionne Warwick. Are you, by, are you both young enough to know that reference? Yes, I am young enough to know that reference. That's hilarious. MVP, once again, is Theo Ruiz. Of course, he's an excellent leader. Of course he is, because he knows. And he's lost a lot. Um for not being the leader that I guess he should have been. Um, so yeah, of course he is. He's amazing. Uh, love it. Have a fabulous week. Maybe some swimming since you're, since you're in a warm climate. Yeah. Cause of climate change. Uh, is, what is it? November something. And it's 80 degrees where I'm at. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, maybe weird. some swimming. Hey, right. Why not take advantage of it? <laughs> Um, let's hope for a dramatic, exciting, and uplifting crossover event on the show's next Thursday. Enjoy, Andrea. Thank you, Andrea. That was nice. Thank you. Yeah. Exciting. Uplifting? I don't think so, Andrea, because we all know why. Mm. I'll talk about it later. Anyways, our next email is from Natasha. Hi, Natasha. Natasha, are you new? I don't remember you. Are you new? This is your first time? Welcome. If it's not, where you been? What's going on? What's, what's going on? Where you been? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> what's up? What's up with you? Um, anyways, Natasha says, hi, ladies. I hope all is well. I wanted to share some quick thoughts on this season's. Nope. I wanted to share some quick thoughts on this week's Station 19. Overall, I like the episode. I really enjoyed the cases this week. I wish I could have spent a little more time on them because I like watching the team in their element. Looks like we're getting that next week, though. So that's exciting. See, we need to see more of them. Working and doing their thing. Yep. Fair enough. Put that on the list. <laughs> um, Natasha says, I think the Maya and Karina problems are only going to persist from here. Maya has emotionally isolated herself from everyone around her and continues to put up a wall. Even though they shared a moment this episode, I felt that Maya did it just to placate her and to numb her own pain, similar to Jack earlier this season. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah, I see Maya building resentment towards her and found her comment regarding Karina's dad patronizing. Absolutely it was. Oh, that was nasty, in my opinion. That was real gross that she said that. Well, growing up with your dad like that, blah, blah, blah. Ugh, I can't. Anyways, Natasha says, and vice versa, Karina's resentment is building with her taking the pregnancy test. I don't know if she actually decides to take it. She may throw it out again. Oh, no, Nicole. Do you think she's going to take it? 
I'm not going to lie. I hope she does take it. Ooh, Nicole, saucy. Why? I was going to say a little salty on that one, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, you're a little, yeah. You're a little, mm, a little spicy there. <laughs> Are you mad at Maya for something? You mad at Maya for something? <laughs> Is it that obvious? Can you see it? Right. Right. <laughs> you know what? I kind of am a little bit upset with Maya. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. I don't know how I exactly wanted to play out. Part of me wants her to take it, find mm -hmm. out she's pregnant. And then, again, this could go one of two ways. And, you know, tell Maya, like, you know, show her the test that she's pregnant, that, you know, this is happening, but it's only going to happen if she gets the help she needs. Like, you know, obviously she's going to be mad because she took the test without her. Like, it's going to go way, both ways. But I don't know. Maybe it'll kick her into gear because now it'll be real. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it'll be a real thing that's happening and maybe... You know, once she gets over her bitterness, she'll finally get the help she needs to be who she needs to be. So I hope she does take it. And I hope it is positive. And I hope Maya can go suck an egg on it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, mad. I want to be like, damn, Nicole, that's harsh. But I also feel a little bit that way, too. <laughs> but I don't want to feel that way because I want them I to share to. this together. They work so yeah. hard to do this together. Maya is just, she's going through her shit and I get but it. But at the same time, it really fucking sucks that she's not, that it doesn't seem like she's even willing to like legitimately try yeah. to be in this with us. You know what I'm saying? So that's fuck why, that, man. That's why I'm kind of like, how long is she supposed to wait until she's like almost five Showing? months along? Right. Yeah. To <laughs> right. be like, okay, yeah. I'm going to go take a test. No. no. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I feel like she was calling her to be like, are you going to come home? I want to take a test. Right. I, or maybe she was just going to see when she was going to come home. And then she got bitter. I don't know. But I say, no. fuck it. Take the test. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, of, of course. I'm. Of course, I don't want her to take the test. And I'm just mad the same way that, that I'm sure she is. Just frustrated and angry. And this is a great way to get back at Maya, you know, because that's mm -hmm. what happens sometimes when you are upset. You lash out in ways that you know for a fact will hurt somebody else, even though you don't mean it. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is... Um, this is what Karina's doing. I think that she's going to take the test. I do too. Yeah. I think that. Will yeah, she, think that she look? Is. That's a different thing. She might take it and then get upset and throw it. Or maybe she's just at her wit's end. Like maybe she's realizing Maya's just putting a mask on and to keep her at bay. Yeah. I, mean, I, mm -hmm. yeah, I think the way that she, the way that Maya responded when when Karina was like, look, like, I know we're, you know, we just slept together and we're cool, but like, you need to get help. And Maya was like, mm, I don't think so. I'm going to do it my own way. Like that response to Karina probably is what, like, along with her being angry, but is what probably made her panic. Like, I'm, if this is how she's going to be, I'm going to need to know, like, where I'm, where I'm at with this whole baby thing. Yeah. In order to like see what I'm, how I'm going to continue forward. Exactly. Obviously she's not here with me and I need to, you know, I need to kind of. Make the adjustments needed because right. if she's make, not going to be there. Decisions. Yeah. Right. So that's why I feel like she was like, I'm going to take the test and see, because if I am pregnant, I need to know if I'm doing this by myself or what. So mm -hmm. that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. Oh man.
Crazy. Anyways, Natasha continues. I'm kind of over the Travis mayoral storyline. I never really liked it from the beginning. I enjoy Travis as a firefighter. Plus, I don't see him winning. But maybe this will inspire him to do more community outreach programs like Vic is doing with the girls camp or inspire him to move up in the ranks as lieutenant. That's all for now. Looking forward to your thoughts, Natasha. Thank you, Natasha. Thank you so much for that. Um, Yeah, I also kind of feel that way about the whole mayoral thing. It's not the storyline necessarily that I don't like. Maybe it's the way that they're kind of going about it because it doesn't feel like like it feels like Travis has one foot in and one foot out in a way like he was upset this episode this episode because you know whatever his fight um that happened a couple seasons ago like got out but it Mm -hmm. also doesn't seem like he was upset because it was going to ruin his chances he was just upset that it just like got out you know what i mean yeah Um, i don't know it just seems like he's not his heart's not in it so therefore i'm not like super invested in it how you feel i don't know i could go either way with it I feel like a lot of it is just, I don't think he's necessarily running because he wants to be mayor. I think it's exactly what he says. He's just running because he doesn't want Dixon to be mayor. Yeah. So, But if that's the case, then how does how do we even make this storyline exciting? Like, or anything? Like, you will know? he change his mind and be all in at some point? Like, maybe right. with Eli actually running it the way it's supposed to, maybe he will. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that'll get him fired up once he sees that he has a chance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what you're saying is to be patient. I mean, I'm I'm giving it like maybe two more things and maybe seeing how Eli might change things or not. I don't know. You're right. That's true. You're right, Nicole. Okay. See what happens. Talk me off a ledge. Thank you. See, that's what I do. <laughs> it is. On Insta on Instagram, Aurora wrote to us and she said, um, Hi, Carly and Nicole here, Aurora. Um, Hope you had a good week. Here are my thoughts on Station 19. I'm going to start with the one thing from last week. I knew that Milkmaid was Ross from the get-go. I'm not sure how I feel about the Sully Ross storyline going forward. I like them as a couple, but the problematic potential might be annoying. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm hoping that they don't do that. But I, so far, and you know what? So far, I'm not loving the way the show has handled this whole Ross Sully situation. So I don't know. Let's see. Mm. Um, Aurora says, I was afraid at first that the mysterious female looking for Jack might be might have been an adult daughter. Oof, we all were. I was relieved that Brooke was Jack's sister and hope she can help Jack get back to a healthy space. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like the crossover of Raphael and the factory, but in the end, it felt like a small story. But it did break my heart, Aurora, Nicole, that like, you know, this whole, um, they don't care about us. These corporations don't care about us mm-hmm. and everything that Raphael was saying while he was up there. Um, like I was sitting on my couch and I was like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, they don't yeah. care about us. It is all about money and they don't care about people or the workers or whatever, or at least it seems that way. Oh, yeah. And I think that theme also kind of crossed over to Gray's with the whole abortion um, and lawmakers and like, you know, seeming like they don't care. Like the whole the theme the whole night of like these big entities that, that kind of control a good part of our lives or are in a good part of our lives don't really care about us. The whole, the whole night, it seemed really like, I don't know, sad. 
So that yeah. aspect I like. Definitely. Breaking my heart. And Aurora says, finally, thoughts on Maya and Karina. I knew the resolution at the beginning of the episode was way too easy. I know Maya is stubborn, but I'm afraid that they might take the easy way out. If Karina is actually pregnant, they can easily explain away the issues because, of course, Maya could be happy and everything would be good for now, but will solve nothing. I want better for these characters, but again, I get we need to expect the drama we equally love and hate. Curious to hear your thoughts. Love, Aurora. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm always going back and forth, Nicole, as to like... Well, you know, I'm always going back and forth. I said, like, oh, I want these shows and uh, I need, I want better stuff. But at the same time, just kind of like, yes, but like, that's why we're here. <laughs> this is so like messy and we love it. And like, we love to hate it and we get mad. And like, all that is like, we enjoy all that. No? Yeah. Or else we wouldn't be here six, you know, six seasons later or 19 seasons later or whatever the case may be, you know? Yeah, true. Like, we hate to love it. Exactly. We hate to love it and we love to hate it. Mm hmm. It doesn't mean that we don't, you know, that we can't be like, we want better. But at the same time, we like the, we like the shenanigans, as I like to call it. That we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we have uh, an email from M again. Hi, M. And M says, hi, it's M again. So here are my thoughts on 605. In my opinion, the weakest or worst episode of this season, as it did not progress or move the needle on any of the major storylines. And if it did make some progress, it was for the most irrelevant, unwanted, and uninteresting storyline and character. Whoa, M, don't hold back. Here we <laughs> go. Jack, okay, this may have been the only good part of the episode because it made some progress. Jack got a shower, shaved, and got some good sleep, returned back to the station, and now a connection with his sister, but that was it. We had to wait till the last five minutes of the show to give all that. The rest of the episode, it was just Jack moping around. <laughs> um, you were wrong. He did not get a shave. He just got the hair out of his face um, and combed <laughs> it back. Um, so it looks completely different. But yes, um, she says, Ross, why was she at Station 19? Yes, it's to monitor the station and it's calls, but she didn't even go on the call with the team and followed and dealt with everything via iPad, iPhone, and the radio. All things she could have done from HQ. And the whole rotating offices sounds like a waste of time, money, resources, and energy. Yes. And it's just a plot device to get Ross to be a station 19. Yeah, we all know this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ross and Robert, not only do I think that they're overdoing this relationship, trying way too hard to sell it to us, but again, this relationship made no progress. They're back to where they were last week. Robert wants more. Ross has her career to think of. She's using him to scratch an inch. Ooh, that's harsh. He's hoping for a future he won't get with her. There was nothing, zero, absolutely no further development here. All that texting back and forth was almost the same conversation they had last week, but more veiled. This relationship can go any further than where they are right now unless someone gives in and they are at the point that even Robert gives up his career and leaves SFD, which I'm pretty sure he won't. 
Ross won't want that on her or her reputation. This relationship has so many red flags, including their code names, Samson and Delilah. Could they be more obvious? Sam Delilah betrayed Samson. It was a doomed relationship from the get-go. I really wish they had made Ross and Robert the Station 19 version of Alex and Meredith or Jackson and Meredith. Oh, that would have been nice, actually. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know where they're going with this whole Ross thing. And yeah, Samson and Delilah, eh, I was even like, I hope that's not a clue. And that was like a complete coincidence, but I doubt it. M says, again, I don't get why they have the first female person of color fire chief in such muddy waters. It was interesting that uh, it was interesting what she has said about being pristine. I have to keep my composure that is pristine. And then she added, you cannot let the mud stick. You got to throw some of your own or find someone to do it for you. That's what she told Travis. Mm-hmm. this episode felt that it could be referring to what went down between her robert and maya mud was thrown at her but she got beckett punishing maya for it and she continues to be pristine anyways so over robert and ross <laughs> we know it was doomed and i'm ready for them to be done done with it and move on pity they got an amazing actress like like merle and her only storyline is a secret love affair yeah I still don't know how I feel about them. I like them, but at the same time, it's a good point, and I hope that it's that it's more than just this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hope. But like the way they're going about it, just seems so like, ugh. I don't know. The thing is that like I don't know because these these are good points, but at the same time, for me, I'm just kind of like this is only episode five of like what eighteen episodes this season. So like this is only episode five. We have to. I'm, I keep reminding myself to be patient. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, they're just kind of laying the groundwork for whatever's going to happen. So, but at the same time, I'm just like, yeah, like this is what they brought her in for. This is not cool. Cause we have another fire chief that we're really like into and like in another, you know, uh, re- secret love relationship type thing. And I don't know. I just kind of wanted more. Yeah. If that's the case. But if not, and they are going to be together, then I want it to be to be more than what this is. I don't know. It's maybe because we feel like, or it feels like it's like a a weird in between. Like, you know, it's neither here nor there. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, I hate it. Um, anyways, M continues, Travis, other than his dilemma to fire Vic and hire Eli. There is nothing really much to say. Again, that served for someone else's and not for Vic or Travis. Mm. Theo, it was great to see him take initiative and looking out for the team and then raising his concerns to the chief. However, Ross's response kind of put a pin or a lid on the topic. Maybe this leads to something in the future, but until his ep- until this episode and that scene, Theo's been very background and still continues to be so. It did give a sense that he might be throwing in his hat in the ring to be the next captain captain of 19, but also gave a genuine, I'm just looking out for the family. Hard to tell, but I guess we'll find out at some point. I hope. Yeah. Uh, Andy, other than establishing that she started dating again, and his besties with her mom. How did that happen? Like mom shows up, they dance it out, and now they're besties. <laughs> Again, there was no progress in any of Andy's storylines. She was a good firefighter, a good friend, and that was about it. 
Um, now the person who did have a storyline progress on the show was Eli, insert eye roll. Guest, recurring character Eli, was the only one to have his plotline storyline make any progress. Vic, Travis, and Andy were all a clutch to now make sense of his presence. Yeah, for now. <laughs> I think. Is it possible that he leaked Travis's story so that he can end up being campaign manager? For someone who read up on the case, he must have done his research and known it was Vic that Travis defended. Two, why is he so invested in a Seattle mayoral election when he's from London? Three, why is he so interested in Travis in particular? Won't that be part of his pitch to get the job? There are others also running against Dixon and Travis, probably better chances than Travis. So why is he so invested in Travis? He sounds dodgy or might even be sent by Dixon to ultimately fail Travis. Hope next episode, which is the greatest crossover and mid-season finale is better. Thank you for hearing me out. Hope you guys have a great week. Until next time, best regards, M. Ooh, M had a lot to say there. Nicole. See, see, not the only one distrusting. She ain't wrong. I don't know. I think that's just how I'm not saying that that you guys are wrong in in not trusting him. <laughs> I'm not. But I just think that like he is he's like in politics and Travis could be it could possibly be a really great candidate if he had the right, you know, okay, backing. So, I don't my know. I'm is, not saying that I believe him, but like I believe him. <laughs> my thing is how comes no one even bothered to look into who he is? No social media searches, no Google searches, no business card, no mm. spying on him down the road, nothing. No one did anything. <laughs> They're just like, okay, cool. That's who you are. Got it. Signed up. Yeah. Bro, can I see your ID? Can I see that you are who you say you are? Like, yeah. Passport? We, no? Okay. We can hope that they did, but also it can also They're go too trusting. Towards... They need to stop. No. <laughs> It could go towards Travis being inexperienced <laughs> and too trusting, I guess, but inexperienced in this whole field, if that's what it is. But again, I don't think that he's uh, like a bad guy. I just don't want him to be. So I just know I can't, I can't, I can't agree with you guys. You guys are going to wear me down because, <laughs> you know, I was watching this episode like, mm, is he maybe? No. Okay. No. And then I'm like <laughs> one over again. <laughs> goes well but i don't think i mean he could be from london he and he's just you know he lives in seattle so or lives somewhere else and like found out about um travis because you know politics circles are small i'm sure i don't know yeah but why is he like i'm assuming he's doing it for free because he hasn't mentioned anything about paying him Mm -hmm. so why is he doing it if that's the case for free because usually don't like campaign don't Everyone that gets paid in a campaign get paid uh, by like donation money. I don't know. Do they? I don't pay. I don't. I don't follow I don't, any. I of that. think so. I oh. think so. I don't think it's like an out of pocket thing. Okay. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Anybody who knows, correct me if I'm wrong. At Nicola underscore D. <laughs> Send it to Nicole. She'll let me know. Um, <laughs> maybe. Um, maybe that's the yeah. case. Then. But like, man, you guys are real distrusting. My goodness. <laughs> My goodness. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, uh, thank well. you, M, for the for the email. I shortened M's email. She had uh, a a bit more points about other characters and them not moving forward. Um, 
I don't agree completely on there, but hey, if that's how you feel, I I feel you on that. Like I was as I was reading your email, I was like, but why are you watching the show? But then it reminded me of me when I was watching season one through four of How to Get Away with Murder. And I was like, I can't oh with the show. And I would watch every episode of it and podcast it. So I feel you on that. That's funny. <laughs> Nicole just got PTSD. She, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought about uh, rewatching that the other day. Did you really? Yeah. I was going, I was like, I should go down the rabbit hole again. <laughs> <laughs> um, our final emails from D. What's up, D? And D writes, hi, Carly and Nicole. Hopeful as well. Here are my thoughts for Station 19. I love that Vic has a new project and is getting young girls interested in becoming firefighters. And the fact that she wanted them to meet up at the park to run and play catch. LOL. Like, girl. Like Travis said, they're not puppies. <laughs> LOL. She was so cute, though, Nicole. She was so excited. She was so excited. She was so cute trying to do that video that she was, like, really bad at, surprisingly, for Vic. Um, but she's so excited, and I hope it does pan out. I'm, I'm excited to see what she does with this. Um, uh, D says, I can't believe Jack is living out of his car and he still hasn't showered. Like, I'm sure Andy would let him crash. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad Ben told him to take a shower. <laughs> Such a dad move. It is. Oh, Ben. <laughs> oh, Ben is all of our daddies. Yes. I love it. Oh, no. When you say it like that, it sounds dirty. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds a little weird. <laughs> But he's also our daddy. He's our dad and our daddy. <laughs> Anyways, D continues. Love that the pot cookie moms came back and Karina is friends with them. It was a nice little cameo. It was. They were the best part of the episode, Nicole. Oh my God, they were hilarious. They were like, you know, <laughs> like our college was, what was our college was like gay, like gay in the first year you get your money back. We didn't get our money back, but <laughs> like, <laughs> They're so cute. Oh my God. They're so, they're, I, I love them and I'm glad that they're like, that they come back every so often. This is the second time they've come on the show, yeah. I think. Um, and they were on Grace twice, I want to say. So yeah, I like them a lot. So I want to see them back. Yeah. Um, for a moment, I thought that girl was pregnant, but it turns out that that's Jack's sister. I'm glad that we are getting to meet more of his family and they didn't drop his storyline completely. Yeah. Yes. I think, this season is probably going to be about him building some sort of relationship with somebody and it looks like it's going to be her. You know, it's funny. The first, the first moment they showed her, I instantly knew it was a sister. Yeah, me too. I'm like, when he, yep. when she was like looking at him and like, yeah. and like being like, um, I don't know. It hurts when I pee. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, oh boy. Like, Actually, what? no, I'm not going to lie. The first time I thought she was one of those, um, that serves people with papers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, because she already, after she didn't go up to Jack after knowing who he was, I was like, oh, mm -hmm. that, this is going to be a sister, yeah. Yeah. Um, D continues, this Eli dude is just randomly popping up. <laughs> I still don't know what to think of this British dude who wants to get involved in local American politics. Like, what's his end game? Is he crushing on Andy or Travis? Okay, guys, why do we think that he's gay? I need some clarifications. I'm sorry. But because I really feel like the show is telling us that he's there for Andy or like that's where the interest is. But I don't know. What am I missing? Tell me, you guys, what am I missing? I don't know. Maybe everyone wants him to be for um, a love interest for Travis. Like it would have been nice. It was just when he came in. I, 
I was like, oh, that's the grandson of the lady from the previous episode. But then it ended up um, not being him. And then I was like, all right, that's it. I thought at first he was there to hit on Travis. But still? No, when I first seen him. About it? No, no, when I first seen him. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyways, D concludes, I'm so glad Theo went to Ross about Beckett. He's truly an awful leader. And I still don't understand how he was able to just fail up like that. And people got so mad at Robert going to Ross about Beckett. If they found out Theo went to Ross, I bet they wouldn't be upset about it. Best D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Although it doesn't seem like um, Theo is trying to hide anything. Like he went to talk to his superiors and that's cool. And in the middle of the, you know, truck room place. I don't know what that's called. But yeah. The Bay. So yeah, the Bay. Um, but Theo, yeah, I don't think Theo's trying, I don't think Theo gives a fuck and I don't think he's trying to hide it. Like he's going around inspecting things around the, you know what I'm saying? Like around the station, like he's stressed. Yeah. Cause he's worried that he's not doing what he's supposed to do and it's going to cost them one of their lives or something severe. So do you think, oh man, do you think that like next week's episode, we lose one of our own? Which was fuck, man, so ominous, and I don't, I can't even think about who it could be. But do you think if it's someone from Station Nineteen that it's going to be because of something Beckett did, or something Maya did? I don't know. I'm gonna go with Beckett. That's a tough call, but I'm gonna go with Beckett. Yeah. So you definitely think it's gonna be? Oh God, it has to be because they've been like, they've been, they've been mentioning that a lot. So if it is. I don't know. Oh my god. What know. if it's the complete opposite? What do you mean? Oh, I'm gonna feel like such an ass. Watch. <laughs> now it's gonna be the complete opposite, so I can be an ass again. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, what if it's what if it's us losing Beckett? Like, what if he's making a call and someone doesn't listen? Like, say mm. Maya doesn't listen and she goes and she's like, Oh, I got this, I'm gonna do this. And it puts her into the situation where, you know. She's in danger mm-hmm. and she's the ass not listening because, you know, those two with their pissing contest and he ends up going in to get her out and he ends up getting trapped or I don't know, whatever, and ends up dying. What if it's that? Can you imagine? Oh, plot twist. <laughs> I'm not sure if it'll happen like that or like for me, I'm not sure it'll happen like that, but it could be Beckett because he's he's a he's a great red shirt right now. Like we could just, we could just. I feel like they're not really it. doing too much with him, and we still don't right. know his background. So, right. I feel like this might be, and then Ross will be like, "Shit, I should have listened." Mm-hmm. Like, and then make Theo captain. It'll possibly whoever help Maya a little bit by getting Beckett out of her life. Sucks yeah. that it's in this way, but you know what I mean. So, um, I don't know. Maybe it'll and be hopefully that. the morale of the station will. Be better if, like, Theo is captain or somebody, you know? Maybe. Interesting. Hmm. Ooh, Beckett, yeah, Beckett losing. But is he one of our own? Ugh. He still technically is, I guess. I know. Nicole, you know I don't like it when you make sense. (laughs) You know, I just don't. (laughs) All right, final thoughts on this episode. How'd you like it overall? 
overall, I liked it. I thought it was a good episode. Um, I enjoyed, you know, the action that we were getting, a little bit of like, you know, drama and, you know, nail biting action, all that good stuff. I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think, what is this, episode five? For me, five for five this season has been really good. I've enjoyed mm-hmm. every episode. I've been really like into it. Um, I'm liking where everything is going or the possibility that these storylines could have, even though I may be annoyed with a couple of them. But yeah, this episode was fun. And all the action really, like, that was awesome. I don't know. So it was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My crush this week is, I know that you guys don't trust him, but I love this whole Andy Eli thing. I'm (laughs) digging it. I am. Fuck it. I don't care. I don't care what you guys think. (laughs) I don't care what you guys say about me. I shouldn't. You shouldn't care, Carly. You like what you like. Right. I'm my own woman. I make my own decisions. (laughs) Um, Seriously. Seriously, you guys. (laughs) I like it. I don't know. So I'm... I don't know. They're like flirty, kind of like flirty fighting. I'm, I, maybe I'm just like a sucker for that, but I'm into it. I want to see more of it. I'm like, I'm all over this whole Eli or Andy Eli business. So that's my crush this week. Okay. Nicole. Mine's Theo. Ah, <laughs> uh, so easy though. No, I, I get know. It. I get I it. Know, but, He's the uh, fucking best. Fine, fine. If you want me to take choose someone, of course, then the obvious. No. no. I would probably say Sully jumping over the the wall. Oh my god. Such a he's such a superhero. I fucking love it. Oh my god. That dude was hilarious. He's like, oh my god, you called what do you say? You called you called the cops or something? Whatever he said, you called whoever. He's like, why are they so attractive? Right. <laughs> yeah, dude, they are. <laughs> Oh I love, I love so it. Funny. I love it. That was like probably the best sign. That really was. Whole episode. That's so funny. <laughs> I know. Oh, and poor Andy was like, my mom faked her own death to get away from me and my dad. I wish I was kidding about that, but I'm not. Yes. <laughs> um, and the Clark, the fucking, the Crisis One volunteer. Raphael. I his name is. No, Raphael was the, the man who wanted to end his life. Yeah, that's the one. No, that's the, the one that the, the other guy, the the volunteer guy. Oh, the crisis one dude. Yeah, his name is like Clark yeah, but Raphael's the one who said, "Why are they so attractive?" Yes, yes. yes. But no, what I was gonna say is that Clark, crisis one volunteer, was also really funny when he was like, "I'm not trained for this." And he was like oh, holding yeah. the rope. He's like, "I'm not trained yeah. for this." But he, but like you know, he did he did whatever he needed to do, and he was just kind of like. Phew. And every time he's on these one of these calls, he's like stressed the fuck out. <laughs> Yo, I know. I was gonna say I know, like it's not funny, but that shit was hilarious because, like, he was, was. like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "Can someone call Crisis One for him?" Because I think he needs to talk down. Right. <laughs> I'm like, poor right. guy. <laughs> someone he needs to see Diane Lewis at least once a week yeah. after I was these calls. Like, oh my god. Oh man, so funny. Anyways, next week's episode, episode six, the winter or fall finale, mid-season finale, however you want to call it, is called Everybody Says Don't. Mm. Nicole, where we're going to lose one of our own. And it's a crossover with Grace, so maybe it's going to be someone from Station, maybe it's going to be someone from Grace. We don't know, but it's going to be someone. I don't like it. I don't like it either, but here we are. Mm. I can't cry anymore. I spent enough time crying. 
That's a lie. You know you're going to bawl your pretty little eyes out. Yeah. You all are. So yeah. get your cry towel, your cry suit, your cry hoodie, your cry yeah. tent. I don't know what you have because you're going to cry a lot next week. I, I already had my it. towel wrapped around me when I was watching Grey's, literally just mm. crying and snotting in it. It was great. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Because <laughs> everything was there catching it. I had it wrapped around How? me like a scarf. Oh, Shondaland. Why do we let Shondaland do this? <laughs> Shondaland hurts us so much. It's great. And then we say it's great and thank them for it. Oh, Nicole. <laughs> I'm going to take a are. picture and I'll post it on social media so everyone can see I'm ready with my cry towel for the episode Thursday. Yeah, so everyone can see we're not kidding. I mean, yeah. we started off kidding. Now it's an actual thing. Yeah, no, so we, yeah. Do it. I actually cry into the towel. I'm not even joking. <laughs> oh. Gosh, now I don't even want to, like, I don't even want to watch. I don't even want to watch it. I don't want to be hurt anymore. I'll watch it like and I'll I'm let you know whether or not you should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if we record next week's show and I hadn't seen any of them? It was just, I'm just reading. I'm just finding it out. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine if we just read feedback and found out that way? <gasps> I cannot. That'd oh, be man. the wildest episode ever. <laughs> That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Anyways, let's talk grays. <laughs> it's the lawmakers. They should actually be made to come out here. Yeah. Have a look at the carnage they've caused. Take a look at all the blood. I mean, how are we supposed to be doctors? How are we supposed to treat patients who are hamstrung by laws that are written by people that are so far away from this. I have a medical degree. I have decades of experience treating pregnancies. What what experience do they have? Why do they get to decide? Grey's Anatomy episode five, When I Get to the Border, which aired on November 3rd, 2022. This episode is probably named after the Richard and Linda Thompson song off of their 1974 album, I Want to See the Bright Lights Tonight. This episode of Grey's was written by Julie Wong and directed by a Jesse Williams. Bailey and Addison take a road trip to volunteer at a family planning center, but a patient's ectopic pregnancy leads to complications. The interns play detective about Lucas's relationship with Amelia, and Meredith and Jackson take a trip to Boston. Jackson looks good, Nicole. He looks fantastic. He looks so good. He's happy. He's still with April. And they're not fighting, I guess. I don't know. I'm very excited about this. He's yeah. in like this sexy suit and he has a nice office with this real cool job. I think all mm -hmm. of the suits in Boston looks good on Jackson. Yes, it does. Real good. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good to see Jackson and Catherine and Tom. Oh fucking God. Tom back. It was really nice seeing everybody, um, even though they were in Boston. Um, do you want to talk about Zola real quick? Meredith and Zola. Let's do it. So D called it about three weeks ago. Zola was going to be the reason that Meredith left. Yep. Um, and it ends up this episode totally confirmed it. Uh, she saw a school here. She liked it. Uh, Meredith was unloading BFF style on um, Jackson. And she was all like, I don't know what to do. She's having all these panic attacks about Alzheimer's. Afraid that me and Maggie are going to have Alzheimer's. I stay up all night reading and seeing how I can cure Alzheimer's. That sounds crazy. And Jackson's like, or is it? Because <laughs> I got money and, 
and I could give you shit. So what you want to do? Right. What you what you want to do, girl? <laughs> um, and she was like, uh, let me talk to Zola. And one Zola was like, and then robotics team. And then I want to play the cello and I love it here. And, and she was like, yeah, okay, fine. We're going to move to Boston. And Nicole, and Nicole I'm not going to say that I was choked up. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but I'm also not going to say that I was crying so hard at the realization that it just became real that Meredith is leaving. And that really hurt my feelings. Like very, like I was crying very sad. I was like happy hurt. Happy hurt. Yeah. If that, if that's even a thing, like I, I was happy to hear like, you know, Zola was excited to go and the opportunity and everything else. But like, I was just like hurt. Kind of like you said, like, damn, this means that, this means that she's going. Like, like it's is, real. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Oh. I didn't like it. Yeah. Like, I know it took me about 10 to 12 seasons to even enjoy Meredith as a character. I know that. But now I do. Now she's ma Mama Meredith. And the fact that, like, we knew she was gonna, like, we knew she was leaving at some point. We 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 knew coming into the season that Ellen Pompeo was only going to be in about eight episodes or, you know, limited. But now I'm like, after this episode and after everything that went down, I'm just like, she she's probably leaving after eight episodes. And then he want to say that like it could very, very well be like Meredith's last show until she like comes back for the, like the last show. Right. right. Like that hit me. And I was like, this is. This is re it's real. It's real. It's happening. It's happening. We need all the lifeboats and like all the cry towers in the world aren't going to help. They're not going to help, Nicole. No. Um, so I don't know. I just got really like emotional about that. It's been 19 seasons. It hurts. Yeah. And she's leaving us. I feel like I'm kind of like still in shock and it hasn't like fully set in yet. <laughs> right. Um, but the fact that it's Zola that she's leaving for makes it all worthwhile. Like, yes, it's about her, you know, Jackson being like, I'll give you all the resources. You need all the money, funding and all that stuff to cure Alzheimer's full circle. You know, her curing Alzheimer's, uh, the show starting off with her dealing with her mom, dealing with that and how big that a role that has played in her life, even to this day, now with Zola's panic attacks. So it's it's a great like full circle moment. But at the same time, it's, it's like, She's, yeah, it's happening. She's doing this. So, yeah. Here we are. And then you yeah. asked me, you asked something while we were, before we started recording, that I was just like, I have no answer for, which is, is Nick going to come with her? Is he going to stay in the, you know, with the intern program? He's endgame. So, like, I feel like he's not going to want to leave the program high and dry. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe they'll do a long distance thing for a little bit and, once they can get themselves situated with finding a new instructor, then he can go. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, I think he's going to stay there for like a year. Let me close out this year and like get this program really going and then I'll meet you there. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I'll just, or he'll just be Nicole. like, she's the love of my life and I'm not leaving her side again right so i'm out right <laughs> peace oh, oh 
I'm very, I'm very upset about this whole thing. And then next week we lose one of our own. Could you imagine? I cannot. This, I'm not saying anything. It, I'm not putting anything it, out there. I'm not saying anything. I know they already probably recorded this and it's already done, but I'm still not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if they actually finally get rid of Owen? Like for real this time. Oh my God. I can't. I'll be upset about that too. I don't want anybody to die at this point. I don't want, yeah, I don't want anyone to leave. I'm about to go down a rabbit hole tomorrow and figure out who it is. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Yarn wool's coming back. I'm just going to IMDb and see who's not in the next grace. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh. Ah, uh, that sucks. Anyway, so Boston also gave us Karasik and Catherine. Yes. And their love <sighs> affair. I know. <laughs> I love the way the way Tom introduced himself. He like walks up, oh family family picture. All right. <laughs> he sets up for a picture. And Jax is like, no, ask. thank you. Right. No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> He's such an <laughs> ass. But I love him so much. And every episode, every time he he like shows up, I love him even more. Like he like my love for him grows exponentially. And then in this episode, he was so um, sober in the way he was like talking with Catherine whose tumor is growing and he's like yo you gotta do something about it at the very least you have to tell your son and your husband Jackson and Richard need to know and that was like his thing like he was very serious about that and she was like no 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 I'm good this is my life this is my cancer I don't want to spend it in a hospital unless I'm being a doctor no one has to know I'm gonna live my life and that's that and you're gonna shut up about it um, well you saw his face like, as she walked away he was like so concerned. hurt yeah he was yeah. so hurt like fuck that i might just tell them myself <laughs> yeah exactly like but it's funny because like he said he was like you know i'm watching a friend like they're friends yeah. they go way back oh yeah he quote unquote saved his life the saved her life the first time but like like they're legitimate friends so mm -hmm. to i'm sure it it's not easy for him to hear it also just as her friend not even yeah. her doctor it's really tough. Like that's that's really tough because um, I feel like I just went through through something like this with my dad before he passed last year, where he had cancer. He had his diagnosis. And he had cancer for a really long time before my brother and I found out about it. Before we knew about it, and the way we found out about it was also like through doctors. He didn't tell us. So like f coming from that side of you know the equation, not knowing. Like it really sucks, and I've a, I have a lot of feelings, I have a lot of anger that I had to let go of, um, in order mm -hmm. to kind of just heal and mourn and do all that. So, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, like we found out and we knew, and at the end of his life, we knew and everybody knew. But, but to like have that, have that just kind of thrusted upon, have that information just thrusted upon you, really sucks from that end of the equation. However, yeah. I understand. Like it's my, you know, it's my life and I want to live it however I want to live it and tell whoever I want to tell and, and not have, you know, people treat me different or look at me different or, or whatever. I just want to live my life and yeah. happy and loved and the way it is without changing anything. Um, and part of me really understands that. Um, yeah. So I can't, oh, I can't blame her, but it, this is a sucky situation. And at the end of the day, I don't know if we're going to see like Catherine die at the, you know, on the show or not. Like, I don't know how they're going to treat it, but 
now this is a ticking ticking clock that we have here for a character. And yeah, I, this is gonna this is gonna be a hard one because this is gonna go many different ways. Yeah, but, oof, blows. Yeah, that really blows. Um, the other storyline was Adams and uh, Emilia, oh, Lucas, God. Lucas and Emilia, and I guess everyone. <laughs> he's he, everyone suspects, or everyone assumes that they are that Lucas and Amelia are sleeping together yeah. and Lucas isn't doing anything to kind of stop that from being the assumption and Amelia finds out that that's what's happening after after Benson not propositions her for sex but like offers sexual favors um, for surgeries for surgeries which is like that's super shady Benson okay um but Amelia wasn't super happy about it, as she shouldn't have been. And mm -hmm. for, for, in my opinion, wasn't more forceful about him, you know, and how wrong this was and how he needed to, like, nip this in the bud. Like, she was like, you have three days to tell them or I'm going to tell them. I would have been like, you better tell them by the end of today. And I I'm know. I was like, jealous. wow, she gave him 72 hours. I would have been like, you have right. 24 hours and that's it. So you have the end of today, bitch. Like you better tell everybody that I'm your aunt and we're not sleeping together. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh my god. Like, yeah, that was too much. I did like that, you know, that she was just kind of like, and you thought that this was okay. And he was like, Oh, but you know, I'm trying to prove myself on my own terms and whatever. Um, I just I don't know. I wanted her to be more forceful when it came to like it's that's great that you feel that way, but it's not okay to like drag me into yeah. Some sort of sexual like thing and have people think that like that was really not okay. And I I just yeah. wanted her to be like a little more forceful and more like, you know, put her like foot aunt, down. You know, yeah. foot down, yeah. But we didn't and hopefully everyone's gonna know soon. <laughs> but yeah. Um I don't know. But Amelia finding out was really funny. That was a funny scene. <sighs> All right, let's go to feedback. And see what everybody has to say. If you have any feedback, please hit us up on Instagram at Talking Shondaland or leave us a voice note or an email at Shondaland at CourtenParts.com. If you can do that by Sunday, 9 a.m. Eastern, that would be lovely since Nicole and I are recording Sunday in the evening. Appreciate it. Thanks. Our first one is from Aurora, which she left us this on Instagram. And she writes, hi, Carly and Nicole. Hope you had a good week. Here are my thoughts on Grays. Bailey and Addison's storyline was painfully realistic. I love that Bailey gave the PRT to Addison. Perfect way to reuse the rig. I was amused for now that Amelia and Adam's story at Amelia and Adam's story this week. But the truth needs to come out soon, both for Junior Shepherd and also for Amelia and Kai, hopefully. Yes. Pity dub, I want to see Kai again. Yes. Um, I'm nervous that Catherine hasn't been honest with Richard or Jackson about her cancer. I understand her logic of wanting to try other treatments, but obviously they're not working. And her loved ones need to know she's not in remission. Mm. I'm also glad to see that Zola seemed to enjoy the visit to the school. Not surprising, given that we know Meredith needs an out and out of Seattle. Have a wonderful week, ladies. Love, Aurora. Thank you, Aurora. Yes. Yes. She definitely needs an outfit from Seattle, and that is where we're going. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, yes, yes. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, our next email is from Andrea. Hey, Andrea. And Andrea writes, hi, Carly and Nicole. How are you? Hope this week has been lovely. It's been busy. Thank you, Andrea. <laughs> Same. Um, yes. Uh, she writes uh, thoughts on episode when I get to the border. Adams isn't the only intern who hid his stellar ancestry. Jackson didn't let people know in the beginning. One of the interns found out and announced it to the to the others. And when Catherine came to the hospital, she made a big deal over, over him being her son. During the shutdown, I did a rewatch of most of Grey's and was able to see Jackson Avery's entire story arc. He was a lot like a cross between Adams and Schmidt. He was a screw-up in every department until he bonded with McSteamy and became part of the Plastic Posses. Oh, I remember those guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even then, it was awkward because he was in love with Lexi, who was dating Jackson and pining for his mentor boss. He suffered a bit under the j beginnings because every time they would have sex, she would have great remorse due to denying her religion promises and then make Jackson, who clearly valued her, feel guilty and wrong. Yeah, that relationship was weird in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, full finale next week already. How are they in Boston? And I didn't even get a call to work unless they didn't actually shoot any of it on location. I live in Massachusetts right next to the Brookline and their Brookline looks like LA to me. Yeah, it was definitely not in Boston. I doubt it. I'm mm-hmm. sure all of that was is shot in LA. All of grades are shot in LA and they just do, you know, they probably do a week of exteriors somewhere and then keep it moving. Andrew continues, I didn't realize that Adams was staying at the house. That makes perfect sense. Uh, I love the awful subterfuge. He's so bad at lying and hiding. It makes me like him more because it means he's honest in his core. Amelia's reaction was priceless. Yes, yes, and yes. Adams is cool. I don't know what it is, Nicole. I don't know what it is, but I'm not feeling him like that. But I like, I like the character. I'm just not like feeling him. I think I'm not like grooving with the actor yet. He has to, I don't know. He hasn't done anything for you to like him yet. Maybe, but like I, I can see where they're going and who he is. But like for me, I'm not, I'm not grooving with him yet. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. The only one that I'm like, like really fucking with right now is Simone and Yasuda. I find yeah funny. <laughs> Everybody else. I'm still like, I don't know. You're on the fence. Yeah. As a whole, I really like the interns and I like what's what's happening. But like individuals, I'm not like feeling them yet. Andrew says, what a tragic story of the atopic pregnancy. I wonder how many people will end up being criminally charged due to problematic pregnancies that end in death. It's bound to start happening. If she had gone home and then died, they might have had charged her husband with causing her death. What are horrific roller coasters of emotion in the Addison Bailey storyline? talk about it nicole how did you like this storyline how'd you feel about this, it this was like the worst storyline ever um i literally sat there sobbing my eyes out and you know the ugly cries not coming out type of crying yeah, yeah. this was ridiculous yeah and it just yeah i don't know how else to describe it but you know you have every feeling in your body and it's just like, this is our reality. It is. This is our reality right here. And it's just terrifying. It's terrifying. 
It is in so many states, in way too many states that um, that is the reality where so many women are, if it's not happening already, are going to needlessly die because of these ridiculous laws that make no sense and that take away basic health care for, for women and women's reproduction. Uh, it's so maddening. It's really mm -hmm. maddening. And I was really sad. And the whole episode, like, it felt like it was going to be possibly something good. You know, um, Bailey and Addison were, were, were not only talking about, you know, all the giving us the little bits of information that we need if, as to what's going on with the laws and why they're there and all that stuff. But also they talked a lot about motherhood and being moms. And even this, this woman, this 39-year-old um, pregnant woman, it was it was just a lot of of her character was just like this is just like a regular mom who who does everything that she possibly can that takes care of everything that's very doting and loving planning this like really cute birthday party for her five year old that really wants this baby and she's just she's just being a mom and they're all relating and all that and that kind of made me feel like you know yeah that's all of us that's all mm -hmm. of us. We're all, you know, that's a lot of us. And we're kind of doing our best. And it doesn't matter what we do for work or whatever. At the end of the day, we're just, we're someone's mom. And that's kind of where it is and, and how it stands. I like the phone call that Addison had with her, her son and husband. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it's right where I told you it was. Yeah, it was right where I told him it was. And, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, that's who, that's who it is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we, you know, that we're doctors or all that. We're just, we're just mom. And that kind of like put that nice spin on it. But at the end of the day, that's, that's the, I don't know, having that be talked about and really present is kind of what made it even sadder. Like it yeah. just didn't need to happen the way it did if her doctor would have just taken care of it. But he couldn't because he was scared because of the laws and he couldn't lose his license and his livelihood and all that stuff. And he was just following the law, like yeah. um, Bailey said. And jail time. End. Yeah, and yeah. jail time and all that stuff. But so who we have to be mad at is are the people that are making these laws yeah. that have nothing to do with anything like this. You know, when Addison being really angry and frustrated and when she says she was like, you know, these people aren't trained. They don't do anything like we should bring them to, you know, to the front lines of this of this so they can see what actually happens and how this is actually affecting people. But me, who I'm trained I have years of experience and I can actually help these people, but my hands are tied and I can't do anything because these, you know, ridiculous lawmakers are, are needlessly putting these laws into place that have no right to basis do so. on anything. And yeah, and they don't have the, the, they have the power to do that, but they don't have the right to do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's just, and it's so sad and it's so frustrating. I said they're, they're causing harm to other people. They're not helping, they're harming. Absolutely. Like this, this perfectly, she was a perfectly healthy, it, or it looked like, right? A perfectly healthy woman who had this happen. Um, like Addison said, it's probably something that could have been easily taken care of and a life wouldn't have been lost. Two lives wouldn't have been lost. Lives wouldn't have been ruined with her family and all that stuff. Like it just is so... And then, of course, they had to make it, you know, she died at the side of the road, like on the way, because she couldn't even be in her own, couldn't even take care of her, 
in her own state. They had to cross state lines in order to just take care of, like health-wise. That's, we, that even sounds ridiculous to just talk about it, you know, to yeah. just say it out loud. But that's why I'm always like stressing that people, especially now, that people just really go out and vote for the people that are that are trying to protect our reproductive rights, that are trying to protect our women's, you know, women's health, abortion rights, and all this stuff. They're trying to give us more rights, not take them away. Like you have mm-hmm. to vote for the people that are doing that, um, even if it's against who you usually vote or what party you usually vote for. You have to, we have to protect our rights first and foremost, and then we can kind of go back to like, quote unquote, politics as usual. Because this yeah. is this is crazy and this is how it's going to be and it's just going to get worse. And they have told us is if we get in power, it's going we are going to do this. We're going to take away this. So many. We digress. It's bad. And I'm glad that that Grace, as usual, kind of touched upon it in a very thoughtful and impactful way, like emotional way. Yeah. Like I was oh God, I yeah. was in tears. I was in tears when she started talking about her daughter. Mm-hmm. And how she wants to see her daughter grow up and all the things that she wants for her daughter oh, and to be there. Oh, man. I was, oh, it was done. Man. I was done. As soon as that started, it was a wrap. And then Addison, you know, going off hit. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, <sighs> I, I just kept yeah. saying, fuck, just fuck. The fact that la- the, the last thing that she thought about really was her little girl. And how she doesn't want to miss any of it. And then she literally the next breath, she is her last one. And you're just kind of like, that's, that can't, this cannot be the way that we're going. We cannot be okay with that. We can't be okay with this being our reality from now on. But Uh, I think Grace did a good job at at showing us that. Um, Even till the end when um, um, Bailey was like, you know, I'd like to stay here. Uh, a husband just lost his wife and he's going to tell his little girl that she's lost her mother. And I would like to stay here for that. Like just that reality. I was like, Fuck. yeah, needlessly, unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyways. Yeah. Tragic story. Indeed. Tragic story. Indeed. Andrea. Anyways, Andrea continues, please stop jerking us around with Catherine's health. I want to see her live and I want them to stop having her a death store as a storyline. The only good thing about that storyline is that I like the old friend banter between Tom and Catherine. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having her constantly this like weird little like, but she still has a tumor, but is it still there? Yeah. I think now though, I think now we are probably at the beginning of the end, maybe for this storyline, Andrea. That's what I'd like to hope, but I agree with you. Um, and just says, we called it last week, the move to Boston for Zola. It works for me. Oh, how I wish they would film the Boston scenes in Boston. I would love to work on Grey's Anatomy. Don't you just love Zola and the STEM girls? Yes, they were so cute. Oh my God, that oh, was so good. I love STEM girls. I know. the phys- Physics girls. I love it. Brookline STEM rocks. We really do have a lot of programs like that that are here, even in some of our public schools. Oh, amazing. Have a fabulous week. Maybe some swimming since you're in warm climate. Let's hope for a dynamic, exciting, and uplifting crossover event on the shows next Thursday. Enjoy, Andrea. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you so much for that. And our final email is from Dee. Hey, Dee. And Dee writes, hi, Carly and Nicole. Hope all is well. Here are my thoughts for Grey's Anatomy. 
When Zola was checking out the new school, I loved seeing all those black girls who were in the STEM school. You hardly get to see that on TV, so it was nice to see. And Meredith is really moving to Boston. We are coming to an end of an era, y'all. Nobody from that intern class is left at Grace Sloan. LOL. <laughs> LOL, you mean cry face emoji. Oh, God. <laughs> no, nobody's left. That's it. She's the last one. And everybody's moving to the East Coast. Look, I got no problem with the East Coast. I'm an East Coast for lifer. But we have four of our old doctors, five with April of our old doctors yeah. in the East yeah. Coast. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, yeah, get it. Yes, I did love seeing all the black girls there. I was just kind of like, oh, shit, what school is this? This is nice. Very cool. Yeah. D continues. I love that we basically got the Bailey and Addison hour this week. It was nice to see them working together again. I have to say I was surprised when they weren't traveling in the PRT to begin with, and Bailey only offered it to Addison at the end. Looks like Addison will be going on more road trips, only this time with the PRT. It was so sad that the patient's storyline ended so tragically. Abortion is healthcare period. Addison is right. These lawmakers should be forced to see what happens when women are deemed are denied life-saving medical care. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Nicole, the PRT lives to tell another tale. Yes, because it's fucking amazing. Yeah. And they want us to forget about it. Yeah, I know. Uh, like D, I was also surprised that they weren't traveling in the PRT to begin with, but if mm. it was just one of the one of these, like, we're going there as volunteers. I can understand yeah. why they didn't take the PRT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that the PRT is going to be used for good. You know what I mean? And not just parked collecting dust, you know? Yeah. Thank God. Someone. Ben will be so thrilled. So thrilled that somebody's using it, right? Yeah. Um, another, but another thing also, um, Bailey says she's going to open up, like, a reproductive health clinic. Mm -hmm. side to the clinic uh she's gonna train the the new generation in these procedures um and she's gonna offer some health care some of this health some of this type of health care to women um so she's gonna definitely do her part and i appreciate that um, yeah and then addison is gonna be traveling around the country hopefully she does go to southern illinois in southern illinois uh, because that is where, you know, like weirdly the epicenter of a lot since it does touch on all those, those you know, states it, it borders all those different states that have yeah. outlawed or have really, really restrictive um, abortion and, you know, reproductive health care laws. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, D says, I was not expecting Tom's comeback to involve Catherine and Catherine's tumor is growing again and she hasn't told anybody yet. Oh, boy. Yep. Oh, boy is right. Um, I can't believe next week is already the mid-season finale, and they're teasing we might lose someone. What if that someone is a something? Rumors are floating that Meredith's house might be burned down. I sure hope, uh, I sure hope not. The house has seen so much and is basically a character itself. Best D. Oh, shit, Nicole. There has been rumors I have seen on Twitter. Um, I was just kind of hoping that that's not real and someone's making that up. But maybe, maybe not. That is the house that we lose. Oh, oh, shit. 
Yeah, that Meredith house burns down. I mean, it could be Mer- Meredith's house burning down. Um, we bring the station crew for this because it's a big ass house. So we bring the station crew and something happens there. So I can see how it could be maybe both, maybe the house and somebody. Because the promo maybe. said one of our own. Yeah. It sounds like a person. Yeah, no, I think it's a person. Yeah. I hate the speculating and the like going back and forth because now we're going to be doing this for a week or we've been doing this already for a couple of days. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, it could be, it could just be a whole shit show and it could just be something else to just make sure that Meredith just goes and stays away. Gosh, thanks for enough. Now I'm bitter, oh, Nicole. Man. Now I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're resentful. <laughs> now, right. Now my resentment is popping up. I don't know. Overall, how'd you like this episode of Grace, though? Uh, this episode I enjoyed. Um, I was happy to see Jackson again, um, Tom, Catherine. Um, the whole Addison and Bailey of it all was really good, heartbreaking, and, you know, the worst, but it was like them together was really good. Um Yeah. I just really enjoyed like the little bit of characters that we got. Like I, I enjoyed that it wasn't everybody. So, me too. I loved it. I really did love this episode. Um, seeing everybody back was really nice. Um, having it be the beginning of the end was hurtful. <laughs> um, but it was, but it's nice to kind of see something happening with the whole Meredith, and we don't have to think about it too hard anymore. Um, yeah. That was that was great. I I liked seeing the picture of Jackson and April. I know it was little, but it it felt very big <laughs> for me. And I'm glad that so they're subtle. like good. I know, but they, but it made I don't know. It, like I feel like that's the show telling us like, don't worry, guys, they're doing good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, they're good. You know and that's I mean? all I asked and for. That me feel subtle good. little things, right? Oh, um. Also, like, I don't know, it was just kind of nice to see the other sides of the show that doesn't involve Meredith and how they still can hold my attention. And now that we, that is confirmed that like now we know kind of, you know, that she's going, that she's leaving um, for a fact, I feel, I don't feel so like, oh, what are we going to do without Meredith on the show? You know what I mean? I don't feel so insecure about it. yeah, no, definitely. And that's pretty good. Yeah. But this was a good episode. Really, really. I haven't cried this hard watching Grey's in a while. So, um, oh my God. I, I like know. those episodes. I know. <laughs> so, who's your it's crush been this a while. week? I know. <laughs> um, My crush this week, I feel like, was Tom. <gasps> Karasik. Yes. Why, why, why was it for you? Because he's just such a, a fun loving ass. Like, I just love when he comes in and he's just kind of like, oh, here we are. And, you know, the fact of, you know, the history between him and Catherine and how concerned he is about her. And, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He doesn't want to, he wants to respect her wishes, but at the same time, it seems like he doesn't want to be blamed from Richard and Jackson that he didn't do his job or he didn't warn them or he didn't talk her into whatever, you know what I mean? Like that type of thing. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He, it's, He's fun to watch. He is. He's the fucking best. He really, really is. Um, I like all the the little things that he says that are really funny. Um, like how he's toned up. 
he's toned up his glutes and something else and the Bostonians have noticed, has taken yeah. notice. Like I just, I laughed so hard at that both times I watched the episode. It was so good. Um, so yeah, no, he's my crush because I just love Greg. I love him. He's the yeah. best. I loved him on Ali McBeal. Any, anywhere that I see him um, guest star, he's always fucking great. So yeah, Karas is the shit. Yeah. So that's my <laughs> crush too. <laughs> Next week's episode, the fall, winter, mid-season, whatever finale, uh, episode six called Thunderstruck. Ooh, mm. Nicole. Thunderstruck. Ooh. That's it. That's all we got. I feel like that was enough. Um, yeah. Nicole, thanks for doing this. This was super fun. Yes, ma'am. For everyone who sent us feedback, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Without you, we are nothing. Um, so thank you so much for that. And thank you, everybody else, for listening and listening to us every week and downloading the episode and hanging out with us is very, very cool. Um, so I don't know. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. Um, and this week is election. It, you should hear this before Tuesday. So please, please go vote. Please vote blue. Our democracy, our rights and all that are on the line and we have to do something about it. And if it's, and if voting is the first thing you know, the first line on the fence, let's do that. Because it doesn't pay to just get angry and frustrated and be, you know, just sit there mad. Instead of sitting there mad, you can just go and vote. Um, and that can actually make a difference. So please go vote this November 8th. Um, there's a lot on the line and we would, we all, we all could benefit from it. Yes. Other than that, be good to each other because we need it nowadays. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talking Shondaland, a core temp arts podcast brought to you by Carly Beaumont and me, Nicole Diaz. You can follow us on Instagram at Talking Shondaland and on Twitter at Talking Shonda and email us at Shondaland at coretemparts.com. This podcast is edited and produced by me, Carly Beaumont, and our brand new logo is by the terrific Beth Freed Graphic Design. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CarlyVision. That's K-A-R-L-Y-V-I-S-I-O-N. And you can find me on Twitter at Nicola underscore D. And I'm on Instagram at I am Nicola. That's Nicola with two C's. And you can find Core Temp Arts on all social at Core Temp Arts and CoreTempArts.com. <laughs>